I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. And I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'm super excited about our guest today. Uh, She is going to talk to us about LinkedIn. A lot of you ask about it or are confused about it. And because she is an expert in it, I am super excited to talk to her and have her share her knowledge with you guys. And so before I bring her on, I'm going to give her an intro. And her name is Debbie McCormick, and she is the LinkedIn boss lady. And she is a boss lady, guys. Is She's an Amazon number one best-selling author on using LinkedIn to give your business a competitive edge. She's an expert on increasing your sales traffic and becoming a thought leader in your field through marketing on LinkedIn. Her company, Debbie McCormick LinkedIn Consulting, specializes in writing fully optimized LinkedIn profiles that make your business easy to find by the people who are looking for your services or products. Debbie has created LinkedIn trainings and written profiles for top-selling realtors, Lincoln Motor Company, an Emmy-winning TV producer, and highly successful business coaches. She has also been the lead writer on a U.S. congressional campaign. And she's not in, when she's not increasing her clients' bottom line, she is very active in local and national politics, loses her voice cheering on USC football, and loves entertaining friends at home. And I will just do a disclaimer that she is doing my LinkedIn profile and so excited to see what she does with it. Welcome, Debbie, to the show. Thank you for being here. Heather, I'm, I could not be more delighted to be here. I am so excited to talk to your audience. Um, It's my favorite subject. I I never get tired of talking about LinkedIn. And we need your expertise. LinkedIn is one of those things where they either, if you're in corporate world, you know all about it. And if you're coming in to a business, it's like, I knew it, but not really. And so I'm super excited to dive in. But first, before we do, I like to ask a question and you don't know what it's going to be. So it'll be fun. So uh, in the spirit of chaos and cookies, as the my, my company's name, I like to ask, what is your favorite cookie or your favorite cookie memory? Because sometimes it's just kind of goes in it. Oh, I chocolate chip. Right. Chocolate chip with walnuts. There, there is no better thing on earth. No, chocolate chip with walnuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Chocolate chip is like my jam. When I was pregnant with my second, I, we'd go to the movies and they would have this cookie trio. <laughs> I would just, that's what I wanted every time. Yep. The three and my husband, nope, you don't get any <laughs> because okay. it was just so good. And my, my thing is, please do not ruin my chocolate chip cookie with oatmeal, scotch. <laughs> do not ruin a pure thing because this is just orgasmic. It is Especially wonderful. Especially when they're like warm and gooey right out of the oven. Right so out of good. the oven. Oh. Yes. Right there with you. Awesome. Well, let's go in a little bit. Um, 
So a little bit of your background first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how, uh, what you came in, uh, like your background, we kind of tapped in a little bit and how you kind of fell into being the LinkedIn boss lady. Sure. I, I so relate to your audience members who are confused by LinkedIn because I, I do feel it is not an, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not an intuitive program to learn. Um, so when I got into it, I was kind of at the bottom of um, my frustration was high and my bank account was low. I had gone out on my own as a professional writer. I, I had um, gotten my dream job right off the bat. And that was as a staff writer for a U.S. congressional campaign. And I just loved it. But unfortunately, my candidate lost the election and <clears throat> amazingly, I had not looked to see what was coming next. Mm. I assumed I was moving to Washington, D.C. And, <laughs> and so um, when she lost and that wasn't happening, I had to take any writing job I could get. I don't love writing just anything. And so my attitude sank, my bank account sank. I had to ask my mother for a temporary mm. loan. Oh, try being a grown woman and doing that. It's just, it's just my confidence was about this, the height of my lowest toenail. Mm. So um, then, then one day somebody said to me, go on LinkedIn, because that's where everybody's hiring um, and they network with, with each other's businesses. And I said, great, I have a LinkedIn profile. And I went on there well, I had slapped up some bio or something. It wasn't doing me any good. I wasn't getting any traction with it. And I thought there's got to be a way, there has to be a way that LinkedIn works that does something for you. And unfortunately, there's no training on LinkedIn to do that. And what training there is, is free and worth every penny of it. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it. And so I just I didn't have anything to do anyway. My mom had tidied me over just a little bit. So I researched and I read every book, blog, and article I could find about what LinkedIn was supposed to do and how to do it. And of course, it all starts with your profile, which is why I love writing profiles because they have to be done right. And so I put my profile up there and about uh, six weeks later, Lincoln Motor Company contacted me on LinkedIn said, we found you on LinkedIn and we're coming out to the West Coast for a sales retreat. And would you come and speak to us? And I said, yes, I believe I can find that time in my schedule. <laughs> and what had, what had turned me to thinking that I could teach and train on LinkedIn is when I was going, doing that research and going to networking meetings, people started coming to me as a person who knew the answer to their LinkedIn questions. And I started getting called the LinkedIn lady. Um, if they couldn't remember Debbie, they could remember LinkedIn lady. <laughs> and so um, I, that's where I got the idea where I, I can help people because this is confusing. And when Lincoln Motors called, I thought, okay, I, I believe that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I've just built my business from there. That was 2013. Wow. So I've, yeah, I've written a lot of profiles and perfected my perfected the whole thing over the years. And plus, LinkedIn comes out with new things all the time. 
and people, you know, they move things or they come out with a new feature like LinkedIn Live. Everybody knows, has heard about LinkedIn Live, but nobody has it because it hasn't rolled wide yet. Right. And so I, you know, I get questions about it, but I haven't used it yet because uh, only businesses like Salesforce are getting to use it right now. Um, so that, that was, that was the impetus for becoming a trainer. And then I found out that I just love to speak on the topic. So that's how I got here. That's awesome. I mean, technology is always changing. I mean, your path, it seems like I'm very on a very similar path when it came to Instagram, where I was just trying to learn it for myself. And then it's like, how did you do that? Oh, let me show you. And then they start to come to you and then there's new features, which is nice about being on, I'm going to say social or something of technology, right? Because it's always going to be there and changing. So there's always something new to learn or a way to use it. So, yes, you know, being able to be that expert, because when I think LinkedIn, I think you, which is what you want. You want to yes. separate yourself and be like, who would I call Debbie? So yeah you've done that with your business and it's always going to be changing. So I think it's awesome. And you just kind of recognized it as well. This wasn't what I thought I was going to go do, but I guess I'm just going to roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I'm thankful for it too. I was just thinking the other day, if you did politics every single day, day in and day out, uh, it wouldn't be as joyful an experience as it is helping women who want to change the world. Those, those are my ladies, women who have started businesses because they want to help people. They want to change the world, even if it's just their little corner. And they do that by their attitude and their work ethic and their joyfulness. And once I recognized that that was my ideal client, I, I started attracting those joyful women. And um, I'm thankful for that every day because I, I get to work with great, great people. Not that I don't work with men, but they, they also have to meet my criteria, if you will, of they want to make the world a better place and they want to help people. And I have worked with some inspiring, outstanding men too. Right. And it's all about like knowing your niche. We all hear that, right? When you're starting up, like, who's your person? That right. doesn't mean you can't help others. You can still help others that aren't there if it's right for you. But when you start niching down to where it's very specific, then they just kind of find you because it's just more targeted because they're looking well, for you too. Yes. And knowing your person, just to, I'll just call it an ideal client, um, even though that's kind of an overused phrase. When you know your ideal client, you speak to them in your marketing. Like I have a, I, I have a woman that I write to in my mind. She's my favorite client, one of my first clients. And I literally um, determined what it was about her that I loved and started marketing to her. I have her face in, in my mind when I'm writing my marketing. That's why I, knowing your ideal client is so crucial. You know who you're talking to and you can, you can talk directly to them, appeal to them, and then they come right back at you because you, you are talking to them like a single person, right? They right. recognize themselves in your marketing. 
And so, do you name your person? I think we have, you have a name Lisa, for your person. Lisa. Yeah. Lisa. She's a real person, still a dear friend. And um, yes, I write to Lisa every time I pick up a pen or a keyboard and, <laughs> and do my marketing copy. Absolutely. I write to Lisa and Still it working. it so easy. That's, I mean, I think that's personifying. I mean, when you're talking to like the video and you're doing marketing, you put maybe a picture of your friend and you're talking to that person. I'm working on the name of my ideal client still. I haven't picked one yet, but <laughs> I think it's so much easier when you have that picture, then you can stay, you know, the lane and you're just more clear instead of, you know, the, the ping pong of things, right? Yes. So what would you say to the listeners that are either they use LinkedIn, but don't know how to maybe either separate it from their actual day job versus their, um, maybe their network marketing uh, job, or maybe it's their business they're trying to start, but still have a nine to five, so to speak. And then why LinkedIn is being underutilized and why we shouldn't treat it like the third level. Cause I think Facebook, Instagram are the instinctual places to start, but LinkedIn, I feel, and I harp on it too. Like it's a game changer if you use it the right way. Right. Right. Um, well, you've got a lot of good questions in there. So let me start with, I think LinkedIn is overlooked mostly because it's a confusing platform to learn. So, um, I have no doubt that I, I I will always have a job because it's it it's not you know it's just not intuitive. Um, number two, somebody who's just starting out, I always teach them and and the veterans also. Um, your marketing platform consists of two things: your LinkedIn profile and your website. And the reason is that now you can be social on other platforms. But if you are a business person, you need to be on LinkedIn with a phenomenal profile because LinkedIn is such a huge platform. It's like the Pacific Ocean compared to your website, which is like a pond. Okay. So somebody Googles your name, your website's going to come up and your LinkedIn profile is going to come up higher than that in the results because of the size of the platform. Mm -hmm. So you, if you show up badly, it's worse than you not showing up at all i.e. if you've got an underwritten uh, profile, then, then people will think badly of you rather than if you don't show up on LinkedIn at all, at least people might not think, oh, she's not on LinkedIn, you know? But most people, when they're Googling a person, they are looking for information to find out if they're the kind of person that they want to work with and if their product or service can help them with the problem that they're mm -hmm. researching, right? So you, your website and your LinkedIn profile have to really showcase you and your business and um, really sound like you really carry your voice so that they know what kind of person they're thinking about contacting. And a lot of times people are intimidated by calling somebody they don't know or emailing somebody they don't know, right? It's only the personality that infuses your LinkedIn profile and your website that makes them feel like you are a safe, warm, friendly person to see if you can help them 
with whatever they need to solve. And sure. generally when they're on LinkedIn, they need to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. They either need to hire somebody or they need, to, they've, they've got a problem in their business. So like I need a new printer, you know, who, who should I talk to about printers, etc. So they're usually looking to find someone of knowledge and they just want to feel safe in contacting that person that they find. Sure. And I think when building your website, I was told by the branding team that did mine, like you want it to feel like home. You want it to feel like it's a safe space and that like how you would want your home to feel. And so I'm very proud of my website. It feels very warm and fuzzy, right? Because you can get a little bit more of a feel for who I am because there's visuals. But with LinkedIn, it's text and context is lost within text, right? That's why video is so popular or speaking to someone on the phone because you can speak to them. But with LinkedIn, it's like when I tell my clients for Instagram, for instance, your profile, it's like your snapshot. It's like a quick glimpse of like, yes or no. Do I understand what you do or not? And what I like about LinkedIn is you have more characters and you have more space to play with to really give them a picture of who or what you do, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. In your about section, you have uh, 2,000 characters. In your current experience section, you have 2,000 characters. That's spaces and grammar, you know, your commas and and your words. But um, you can really paint a word picture of the person if you're a good writer. And um, the copywriters that I work with and, and that I am employ who will do my first drafts for me, they are really good writers. And they can, um, they, they go and they research your website and your competition on LinkedIn and then put together a profile of you that really sounds like you. And then of course, on, on LinkedIn, you can post your videos. And you can post written content also, but you can upload videos, excuse me, you can upload videos as many as you want to. You know, I I advise people to publish three times a week, um, either video or your original content or somebody else's content. A lot of people get intimidated because they think they have to write their own stuff Mm -hmm. three times a week, or they have to do, create their own videos three times a week. No, you don't. You can share other people's stuff. Just have the most of your stuff that you share, your content stuff, a technical word there. Most of your content should be about you and your, uh, what you find important. And, um, and then you can share other people's content that you feel is important also. Sure. And with LinkedIn, I know there's lots of questions that go around that platform and how truly popular it really is versus, you know, the others. I mean, LinkedIn, stereotypical business, corporate, that's like, I have to be polished, pristine, and people go over there to look for jobs, connect with people or find a job, right? So, or find someone for their job. You can do that in other platforms as well, but I think that that's probably the go-to even maybe more so than like a resume builder, like a career, like it used to be career builder and monster.com. It's probably changed since then. And indeed, right. Oh, indeed. Yes. Yeah. 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 LinkedIn is actually, it started out as a job finding site. 
for business people. And then it came into business to business, um, had a lot of business to business people on there. Now it has turned to business and business to consumer. So that, and it hasn't, I don't mean it's turned like it doesn't do the other things anymore. I mean that it has added that feature of being a very easy place to do business to consumer marketing. Mm -hmm. And so now only about a third of what takes place on LinkedIn is employment related and everything else is business related, um, looking for joint venture partners. Like I say, finding a, an, a solution, somebody who can help you with a problem that you have in your business. Um, so the thing about LinkedIn that's so fabulous is that it's business only. And it's not as buttoned down as everybody thinks it is. You can, act, you can absolutely be yourself on LinkedIn. Now, being goofy and, and, you know, like maybe on Insta or Facebook, you know, you, you get a video of the party you're attending, not so much on LinkedIn. It is a little more buttoned down that way. But as far as being yourself and including humor in your, in your posting and in your, profile, you can absolutely do that. It, it, it opens up somebody's opinion of you. you it, they just get a full, more full picture of who you are as a person. And maybe even so, loosen it up a little bit. <laughs> loosen it up a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and LinkedIn converts um, followers into clients over 200 times better than Facebook or Insta does. Wow. Yeah. So that's why you need to be on LinkedIn, no matter what other social thing you do. Um, and I, I like, they're, they're all perfect for various reasons. But if you have a business, you need to be on the business platform. That's sure. your vacation. And then you can branch out into anything else that, that um, embraces your product or your service. I, I think that's key is when you say when you're, if you're a business, you should be on that business platform. I think that a lot of newer, uh, maybe they're signing on to do a network marketing or something on the side and their goal is to quit their nine to five to do that full time because it's their passion. They don't treat it as such, but honestly, like if you are selling something and you're servicing someone, you're a business and so you should also see yourself as a business. And I think that that's where the gap is when it comes to, should I be there because I'm not really a business because I work for this company and I'm on LinkedIn for that company. Yes. So how would you navigate someone that's both? Okay. Um, it's very easy to do, although it's um, uh, not necessarily intuitive. Um, number one, if you have a business and you want it to grow, it is not your side hobby. You want it to grow so that you can do that full time. Then it is a business. You need to treat yourself as a business owner, as a CEO, and you need to market that business so that it will grow. And the place to do that is on LinkedIn. May also be on Facebook, but like I've, like I've said before, you have to have that platform on LinkedIn so that when people look you up, they take you seriously. Okay. Now you've got two jobs. I've had clients who have had um, two businesses. Um, I've had clients who have, who have been employees 
in in one place and then starting their wanting their side hustle to become their business. So they want to grow that. So here's how you do that. Um, below the about section on your profile is your experience section. And it is very easy to put the business that, okay, let's say, let's say you work for IBM and you also do chaos and cookies. All right. The chaos and cookies is what you want to promote. That's mm -hmm. what you want to grow into. So you put your chaos and cookies as your first experience and you write about chaos and cookies as your business. Then you put IBM as your second experience. Uh, LinkedIn asks you how long you've been in each business. So the end date for both IBM and chaos and cookies can be present, meaning you're doing both now. Mm -hmm. And as long as IBM doesn't have some kind of company policy that says you can't be doing a side hustle, then you can do whatever you want to. And so you promote chaos and cookies first, and then you say, I'm with IBM. And, and especially if you're doing something for IBM that directly leads to your expertise in chaos and cookies, oh boy, you've got you've got your experience and your expertise here with IBM and look what I've turned it into under my own name, under my, my own business. Sure. So basically yeah. using the company that you use, because if you don't own IBM, for instance, don't we all wish, right? But if, yeah, I, I don't, um, <laughs> I mean, right. But if you don't own the business that you're working for, and as long as you're within the parameters and you're also representing yourself, uh, with respect and not embarrassing the company, right? Which is not a place there uh, to be doing that anyway. You always want to, uh, you know, represent. Right, of course. But that doesn't mean that you are trying to sell their services. You're not in their marketing department. You're not getting paid to market them. You might just work for them, but okay. you can market yourself for your business because that's really what you're trying to grow. You don't need, yes. IBM doesn't need any help from right. an internal person, right? I mean, it can back you up instead. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Um, the Your nine to five job can back up in some way. There are always transferable skills. There's always a reason you went to work for IBM and probably started your company um, with similar skills. So IBM acts as a backup chaos and cookies, which is the thing that you're promoting at the top of your experience, even though you're doing both of those jobs now simultaneously. It gives yes. you the credibility factor. Exactly right. Very good word. Yes. Excellent. And I think that that's where a lot of my clients struggle with the, with the, I don't want to be over there because they don't want me, to, I don't want to be embarrassing them. It's like, well, Hey, don't do anything that's going to embarrass them. But if it's not in line, but that's what you do, or you don't have to list it at all if it's not even in relation to it, correct? Well, it, IBM is not your company. We're taking you as an example in this particular thing. IBM is not your company. It is not your job to promote IBM. Sure. This is your LinkedIn profile. It's your job. Well, it's, your, it's to your benefit to list 
the skills and expertise that you've learned at IBM and what you do there that totally backs up what you do at Chaos and Cookies. So as you said earlier, it backs up your own company. You don't, you're not promoting IBM, you're promoting what you've done, what you do, what you've learned within IBM. Mm -hmm. This is your profile. It's not IBM's profile. So it's, it's all about you in that way. That said, I always train my clients to speak of what they do in terms of the results that they bring their clients. Now, if you're just starting out in business, maybe you don't have a whole lot of results, but you know what you want to have your clients gain by working with you. And you, so you, you, um, you term, you speak to the possibility, what you do in terms of, and, and this is what my client will get or gets in present tense. You can use present tense. It's fine. Um, it's just like an artist building up a pro portfolio. You, you can do some free things for people to get them to write you recommendations so that you can study what do I do? What does she get out of it? And then how do I promote that and market that? Right. So, right. So if you were just starting out and you wanted to um, have somebody write you a testimonial about your Instagram uh, expertise, you might say, let me take you on as a client for a week. Let me give you a week of free Instagram lessons. And then in return, what I'd love is for you to, to write about your experience. And, and that's how people who are just starting out can do it. And not and to so, be afraid of that, not to be afraid to give all. something away or barter for a testimonial. Like I have learned to like, I, we, like, I recognize like, this is not a good time. However, I think you would benefit. So let's do this. Let me help you just scream it from the rooftops on how amazing it is. If it truly is, Yeah, that helps me. And then everyone wins. Right. So exactly. exactly. Yeah. Your please title your recommendation. Heather walks on water. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, no, you've got it exactly right. You don't, don't be bartering, you know, five years into your, into your own business generally as as a rule you know be be worth what you charge and charge what you're worth nevertheless when you are just getting started and you want to see the effect that it has the effect your services want to have on people and you want people to write recommendations or reviews about your services then it is absolutely fine and who wouldn't you know if if a photographer were just starting out who wouldn't want to have free headshots so that he could use those headshots in his portfolio to get more business? Exactly. And that's, that's what it is. Which it's is basically building your portfolio. You're building your bank to exactly. use, to show that you're an expert. You have to build it from something. Yes. And that just will come off more confident as well and build confidence with you when you Absolutely. emote it. And your inner confidence is the confidence that counts. Sure. You know you can do this. You know what you do works. You've worked with enough people to know that, or you've given your services away in in return for people telling you, yes, this really works. You've got a valuable service. It yeah. also can come through your writing and come through your posts and videos if you don't feel confident, or if you do, it, you can it, they smell it out. 
it will come out of the pores of your skin. You, you either exude confidence or you exude fear, right? There's only two things in life. There's only love and fear. So if you exude fear, people will be afraid to work with you. If you know that what you do is of service, which is part of love, then, then people will be knocking down your door to work with you. Absolutely. And I'm, I was knocking down your door. I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, I think that what you do, because writing scares people or they say they don't have time or I don't know what to write because when you're so close to it, it's so hard to either feel like you're bragging or you're not recognizing everything that you should be. Exactly. Writing about yourself in a promotional without being salesy, slicky, used car salesman that nobody wants that. But to write about yourself in a positive way is sometimes intimidating to people. Yes. Just like you said. So having someone who is an outsider, um, an objective perspective is what I call it. Um, they can, they can see how good you are. And so you don't have to feel like you're bragging on yourself. It's somebody else saying she does this and, and her clients experience that. And, you know, they can just love on you, if you will, in writing. It's, it's a lot easier to do that than, than to write about yourself. Absolutely. And it takes I, a lot of the pressure off. And I think, yes we all try to take it on, especially if you're starting and you get a little nervous about investing a little bit in yourself. But it, for me, at least the way I function is I don't want to go down the road because my time already, I'm thin as is just with all the things I do and the kids yeah. and this, it's like, is this worth me trying to figure it out? Or if I can get it done, will it propel me forward faster? And I can just hopefully see the ROA back whether that be through just time management sake, it's done and it's a mental investment. Like I don't have to worry about it. It's done or, uh, you know, financial. Right. Yes. My, um, my ladies, my clients, um, they're usually too busy to, and, and a lot of my clients have the mindset that I don't want to learn LinkedIn. I have my zone of genius over here mm -hmm. and I want to stay there and, and do work for my clients. LinkedIn is not of interest to me, except in a marketing sense, but learning LinkedIn is not what I want to do. <laughs> Excuse me. So here, Debbie, take, take my LinkedIn profile, make it a showcase. I, I go from zero to 60 in say three weeks. I, I go from blah to yeah, in, in three weeks time. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. And then I can come back to you uh, because when I write profiles for people, they get a training that goes with that. That's part of the fee, a training of their choice. So if they want to learn how to search, if they want to learn how to post, if they want to learn uh, what it takes to become known as an expert in their field, then a training is part of doing the post. So they win all the way around. Sure. And it's working for them. It's now right. going to be a tool that it's sitting there kind of done or not great because you can't get to it, but that's a tool that you can start growing your business. You just have to get it done somehow. 
exactly. but don't want to think about the And stuff. you have to do it right. Right. And you have to do it right, right? Mm -hmm. um, you slap up a bio up there. That's a LinkedIn profile is, is its own little beast. It is not a bio. It is not a resume. It has to be written in a keyword optimized way. You have to know where to put your keywords. You have to know how to create your keywords. It's just a little beast of its own. Mm -hmm. So why spend your time that you could be interacting with your clients on learning how to create keywords? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And we can take the keywords that you do and just be like, well, if those work, work over there, they can work elsewhere because they're going right. to be relevant to what you're doing if it, the keywords were done correctly. So right. it's kind of like a bird, you know, two birds, one stone type situation. Yes. Yes. Feed two birds with one crumb says the environmentalist. Over yes, there. that's right. I was going to say, yeah. I, I think that's the wrong term now that nowadays, like yeah, it's politically incorrect. Shame on you, Heather. I know. But, I know. Uh, but yeah, we do hashtags too. We come up with your best hashtags. Hashtags are readily, readily transferable over yes. to Facebook, Insta, everything. So you, you get that part done for you and you can cross publish that to your heart's desire. It just sounds fantastic. I can't wait for you to get your hands on mine, which will be here like days in now. Cause, um, I, we met and we've been able to chat and I could talk to you all day. I just, we just connect so well and I'm really excited yeah. to see what you do with all the things that I do and settle it down a little bit. So I'm glad that you have to do that because yeah. it's hard for me. I can sit there and look at it and be like, that's not really great. That's not, it doesn't need to be there, but I, you know, you still want it recognized in some way because you do work hard. And so someone coming in objectively can be like, this is great, but. And this is how we, refer to it mm -hmm. on the profile, you know, it, if this, it, this is great, but it's not your main thing. I mean, that's another thing that I, I think my service does is prioritize things for people and put at the top what it is that they want to promote and the other things that they're doing simultaneously, then we can prioritize them and talk about them as is appropriate to what it is that you really want to promote. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I think that this also kind of backs LinkedIn up a little bit because I think sometimes it gets that rap and it's underestimated. And hopefully some of the listeners that are listening will maybe rethink their strategy and or like, you know what, I should look into it. Um, it's Again, it's been popping up a lot with my clients that I help with Instagram and their you know, visibility and content and all that. And they always ask about LinkedIn and it's like, I need to do mine. I know how important it is. I really do. I just, the one time I posted, I did get a client from it because they weren't on the other platforms and it was because he worked for uh, a bank. And so this was a long time ago and it wasn't before it was prior to chaos and cookies, but he's like, yeah. I, and he messaged me. He's like, I don't know if you remember, I saw your thing on LinkedIn. I'm like, my thing on LinkedIn. I'm like, Oh, I posted that thing like three days ago, just on a whim because the yes. app is on my phone still. And I never really nurtured it because I just didn't have the time. But now that this will be done, it'll make it much easier for me to then plan for it. Because I think because it's not done, I don't push much over there because I don't want it to be seen quite yet. 
Right. That, and that makes perfect sense. And I'm so glad you brought it up. There's no point in promoting yourself if you know that the first place that somebody is going to go after they read your post is over to your profile. And then your profile looks like, eh. Mm-hmm. Well, must be, eh. Obviously, your bank guy didn't, didn't think that. He got something out of your profile. But can you imagine if you post on a consistent basis and you have a fabulous profile for them to go back to, how much bigger that can roll? Sure. Bigger than a one-off. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I'm really excited and I will be sharing it galore when it's all done. And uh, if anyone needs help with LinkedIn, I know that you are available and I would love for you to share how, if they want more info or have questions, how to get in contact with you and chat with you a little more. Cause guys, she is a whiz. Like she's so knowledgeable. You are. And I was hooked. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer for me, honestly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure. Info at LinkedIn boss lady is my email. And, um, I'd love to chat with you. Also, if you want to get it, listeners, if you want to get a, um, profile assessment, uh, my main training is the five essentials to a magnetic LinkedIn profile. And I'm using the word magnetic here as literally attracting the people that you want to do business with. If you'd like to talk to me for 30 minutes about uh, whether or not your profile stacks up well against the five essentials, you can just go to www.bookwithdebbie. And Debbie is spelled the old fashioned way, D-E-B-B-I-E. Dot com, and that's my calendar and just hop on my calendar and it's a $47, 30 minute conversation. I guarantee you, you will leave with at least one actionable item that will improve your profile. And then of course we can talk, if you want more support from me, we can talk about that at that time, but um, sure. Shoot me an email info at linkedinbosslady.com. I love that. And all the links and the way to get in touch with Debbie and find out more will also be in the show notes. And I did my 30 minutes with you. It's worth every minute. And she's so generous. You're so generous with just all the information that you also pour in that you don't have to do. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's great. It's very rewarding. It's worth every minute. And if you end up just trying to do it on your own or something like that, you gain so much just from that time together with you. Appreciate that. Oh yeah, of course. Well, thank you for talking to my listeners about LinkedIn and kind of giving them a little bit of a screenshot of it, because again, it's just a, it's becoming a buzz question and I wanted to serve my peeps. Yes. It's becoming cool. LinkedIn is becoming cool. Right. Let's get on it. And um, one of the things I also teach is LinkedIn etiquette. And yeah, and and it's about being on there without sounding like a used car salesman. If you're Mm. afraid, write your own promotions because you're going to sound salesy. There's a way not to do that. So, oh, sure. uh, Yeah. So great. Good. I I hope everybody connects with me um, there on LinkedIn. Shoot me questions if you have them. That would be delightful. Oh yes. And she's incredible and just reach out or just, you know, 
even just just have a conversation it's it's very you will love it so thank you so much for being here listeners go check out debbie (laughs) oh you're so welcome and uh we will catch you guys next time on the podcast and again all the info go check it out and you guys have a wonderful day thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.